server setting? Uh, I mean, I'm moving in two days. I've already shipped out my bed and my couch and my chair, uh, which has filled up this whole apartment Yeah, pretty tightly. It's a pretty small apartment. Uh, so now we're sitting on a bare floor surrounded by boxes. This, this Literally is, barren. This is your, you know, this is every time, uh, something earlier, I moved back in October, and every time you did this, this is, there's no better way to put your life into perspective than to stare at seven boxes that are everything you own. Right. Well, this me and my girlfriend. Mm. So both of us, I mean, it's a lot easier to move out of New York City because you don't, right. you can't have a lot here. Yeah. In LA, I had, a, I had kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. I just downsized when I moved here. I did. I did one. I did one suitcase. I mean, you know, this was like ten, twelve years ago. Yeah. But there's. I mean, that's you know, that's that's a romantic thing to do, right? You literally get one suitcase. Right. In it's New York City. It, yeah. I mean, I moved here with nothing, but I moved here a year and a half ago yeah. with nothing and bought a bed, bought a couch, bought a record player, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was like, well. I should probably keep these. They're sure. only a year old. Like yeah. when I was in LA, I had a bunch of old shit that I just threw yeah. out. But I was like, ah, these are new. I'm going to keep these. So I had them shipped to LA. You moved out here because you you, you got the the TV. Game. Yeah, I moved out here to do Saturday Night yeah. Live. Yeah. yeah, it was just like out of no. It was on a Wednesday that they were like, hey, come come right at the show, um, and then you start Tuesday. So I had to be here Tuesday. From LA, what what is that? What, what's that process of actually moving out? I mean, did you did you stay on a couch or anything at any point? Or did they you give you a hotel okay. until you find a spot. Right. But it's like a it's not like a great hotel. It's called Club Quarters. It's on I think like fifty first oh, yeah. in between fifth and sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's above. A chain, I think. Yeah, it's like a. It's literally a club thing situation where you get like a yeah, little card. It's very. Um, yeah, corporate-y. There was like I remember I showed up real drunk the first night I lived. <laughs> I was living there, and I was like, yeah. "Where's the pool on the roof?" And the woman was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? This is just to sleep. This is it's like as close as they get to those those Japanese businessmen, like the little yeah, like you know, oh man, yeah. Like, I mean, the smell. I remember being just like that smell. I hate it. Just this little thrift story, maybe. Yeah, it was just yeah. terrible. Uh, I got out of there and moved into this apartment we're in right now in Alphabet City yeah. as quick as possible. I know um, Kyle Mooney loved mm-hmm. Club Quarters. <laughs> He's like, "This is pretty great, man." I got cable. He just stayed there for a while. Yeah, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, so, so you know, you 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 you, you found out. You were leaving the show in over the summer, right? Yeah, in July. July. Yeah. And are you like, I'm getting out of New York. I'm done. I'm done with this town. I mean, I just like Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, I like California. But my girlfriend and I had moved to... I We'd only known each other a month before mm. I got hired at SNL. And I was like, hey, I think you're great. Like, I love you. If you want to move to New York, that'd be great. And she fucking wrapped up her life in LA and moved out here. And then a year later, I'm like, okay, now I'm done here. She was like, whoa, you can't just do that. Yeah. So so that's why I stayed the last seven, eight months um, was because she had a job here that she like wrapped up and got transferred back to Los Angeles. Okay. Um, because, yeah, if it wasn't for her, I would have been back in L.A. January 5th. I mean, July 15th. This is you're, you're part of a larger movement. I mean, it seems like over the past two, three years – all of the comedy people, all of the New York City comedy people are in Los Angeles now. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm in, I'm an L.A. comic. Yeah. Like, I was there for five years before I got here. Yeah. Um, 
so I am excited to go back to you know where everybody I started with is. Are you looking to do? Are you looking to do TV again? I mean, that seems to yeah, be ab- why people move out there. Absolutely. I just I was just packing. I found I found these four scripts I had written that I was like, dang, you! I used yeah. to write a lot yeah. before I was on SNL. I was writing television show scripts to okay, try to gonna, sell. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about all these. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Crystal Lake Cave, nature's nature's masterpiece. Yeah, that's the title of the show. The okay. full title is Crystal Lake Cave, nature's masterpiece. I think that show's fucking hilarious. It's about a cave I used to work in in Iowa, mm-hmm. a real cave that feuded with the Field of Dreams, as for who would be the tourist trap supremacy oh yeah the the the, the field from the, the movie real field of dreams is a tourist trap like in, in the cornfield in cornfield yeah. in dyersville iowa and crystal lake cave is another real tourist trap like 30 miles away i worked at the cave and they would they hated each other oh man I prank thought, wars or no not prank wars but you know just bitterness yeah um that i was like i just really like the idea of um these tiny worlds with big characters in them, you know, like Foot Fist Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is yeah. like this small little. Spectre. Yeah, I think he does jujitsu, or I forget yeah. what he does, but like, um, it's not jujitsu. Maybe it is just karate, taekwondo. I think it's taekwondo. Uh, but yeah, this world yeah. that nobody really gives a shit about, yeah, yeah, yeah. except for people in that world, yeah. and to them, it's the biggest deal. Yeah. I love that. That's, That's what. The, um, that's the Danny McBride character. I mean, I heard somebody talking about this uh, in respect to I think what like Chris Elliott does really well is being the sort of overconfident idiot <laughs> in a yeah. situation where 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 you know you 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 get to see yourself as being sort of the you know the the, the king of that world. Everybody else from the outside realizes how ridiculous you are, but yeah, you, but you own it. No, that's yeah. I really enjoyed that type of uh, comedy. Okay, so. Iowa best friends for best friends for never. So there's, best a, there's a twist for, at the end there. Best friends for never is a show I wrote a pitch right before I got SNL. Like they were having me go meet with another writer to like work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, I'm ashamed <laughs> of the title. I am <laughs> deeply ashamed that I named a show. It's not, it's not great. I'm gonna be no. I'm I gonna, dude. I, I hate it. Like, yeah. but you know who likes that title? Fucking executives. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's got a catchy yeah, yeah, ring, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. I wanted to just call it Iowa. I wanted that show to be called Iowa. But this and is, you got hashtag potential here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if push came to shove, that show would have just been called Iowa. Okay, so what? what's the premise of that this? That was one? just about me in college. So, uh, okay. It was about four dudes uh, who live in a cul-de-sac and across the street is three girls. And in the pilot... Um, they're, they've been banned from the neighborhood block party, so they try to throw a rival block party. Um, it's pretty funny. I mean, there's it's a lot of flashbacks, and you just got to re- know who these characters yeah. were. It was just a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm I'm sensing a theme here so far. This sort of uh, no, I mean, write what you know. Yeah. You know that Crystal Lake Cave is about a cave I worked in. <laughs> Iowa is about uh, Iowa City, just that yeah. culture. Like it's another weird. Town nobody's really tapped into. Has there been a non-Batman show set in a set in a cave? I don't think so. I mean, it was mostly happening in the gift shop. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was funny. I mean, I liked it. Um. So that's that one. And then, okay. I, oh, uh, for rent, which is fitting given our current for rent. I really dug that script a lot. Nobody else did though. This one was <laughs> just for me. This is that's about the time I was living in Huntington Beach. It's this. It was about um. I lived in Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. California, in yeah, this yeah. Uh, um, 
big complex. It was just your friends with your neighbors, but you have nothing mm-hmm. in common with them at all. So uh, it's a little bit of Melrose Place I'm getting so far. Oh, but if Melrose Place was just filled with, I've never seen Melrose Place. That bums <laughs> me out. That that's what if that's what it is. It was uh, two. A 22-year-old and his girlfriend mm-hmm. moving there from Iowa. That's okay. like, you know, Again, that's where I am. Right, what you know. And then it was a uh, two stoner 18-year-olds mm. who lived next to those two yeah. whose grandma owned the complex. And they lived there for free as the uh, supers. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just in charge of cleaning the pool. But neither of them could swim, so the pool was always filthy. It's just shit like that. And then a dude going through a divorce lived below him. And they all just kind of, you know, had this weird... Um, f- dysfunctional mm-hmm. relationship. So all, all of all of these you wrote pri- prior to, to moving to New York? Yeah. I mean, that's what I was doing in L.A. Yeah. Just trying to pitch TV shows, creating my own TV show. That was the goal. I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to put myself in, in, in your shoes, and I, I've never, I mean, I've never sat down and, and attempted to, to write a script like that before. And the idea of, you know, sort of investing... Uh, that much of my life into something for that that period of time, and then it, now it's sort of like sitting in a box. I mean, you know, granted, you're I going mean, back to LA. And no, they're things. done. All of these are done. done. These ideas will never happen. I've got to write a new one now. Why? Why, why is that? I, you pitch them, okay. um, you know, and then they, you know people turn it down. Then you just go do it again. Yeah. Then you just go do it again, and you go and do it again. Is yeah. it hard? Is it harder the first time? Does it get easier when when your pitch doesn't get greenlit? You know, I've only had one. The only I've only really pitched two of those. My mm-hmm. manager kind of shut down for rent. She was like, nah, this is too broad. That was my attempt yeah. at writing for a network. Okay. Uh, and I don't, that's not where my sensibility, my sure. sensibility is like, you know, cable, sure. like FX, Comedy sure, Central. Sure, sure, sure. That's the shows I like yeah, and yeah. the shows I watch. So she was like, this is too broad. This isn't funny. Like your other shows. It's, which it's are, almost like a, like a, a Fox, like a 90s Fox show. Yeah. I mean, like, it was know? my attempt yeah, yeah, at yeah. writing something for the networks. Yeah. And then she was like, no, stay dark, man. Stay where you're good. I like that. That's good advice. That's not that sort of advice that you usually get from, from managers. She's great, man. She like gets me and like knows where I, you know, would thrive and shit like that, which is not in a, you know, on a network. Cause would, would you, uh, yeah. I mean, would you, you know, like let, let, let's, let's take this and let's, let's say somebody, somebody ran with it and you know, you got to, ABC show, right? Could you see yourself happy in that situation? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, like, enough. I'm just saying, like, you know, there are great network comedies, yeah. like uh, fucking Modern Family's on ABC. Mm-hmm. Nobody says that show's hack. Yeah. Nobody makes fun of that show. It's just a good show. You could totally do a good show on a network. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's more of a question, and this is this is definitely something that you in, encountered at, at, at SNL. But it's you know sort of how good you are at working um not only within you know within that show with those bosses but you know with with network sensors and like there's just this like huge broad machine above your head that you have to answer to yeah but i mean if i don't i don't really know in my mind i would you know go write i'd write for the least cool show i'd write for (laughs) two and a half men because in my brain yeah i would make it good i like the idea of like of you know, of, of like sneaking yourself in there and getting some shit in under the radar. Yeah, you know, I mean, like also subversive guy in Two and a Half Men. I'm not in. You know, I also would write for Two and a Half Men because that shows a fucking monster. You know, <laughs> it's great. Like, I'm not shitting on Two and a Half Men. Yeah. I would gladly write for them. Yeah. But like, you got to go into something thinking you're going to change it up. Yeah. And make it yeah. make it great. Right, Otherwise, so. you're just going to accept jobs for money. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. When I was bored in L.A., I'd write scripts. It's great. Yeah. That's productive, man. Like that's, you know, you're not, that's not sitting on the couch playing video games. No, I didn't. Yeah. I would just write scripts because, you know, I wanted to, I want to create, 
I want to create comedies. Yeah. So, the, so the so the plan though is to is to to build your own show. To yeah, that that's, was that's always the idea. It's yeah. always the plan. Like I moved to L.A. because of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I love that yeah. show so much. The beauty uh, and the beauty of that show is like is you can trace it back to a very specific short video that they made. Absolutely, and I mean it's just. Three of the funniest dudes yeah. creating a television show. It's fucking and a, and awesome. A very funny lady. Yeah. Well, she, I don't. She didn't. Well, write, yeah, she didn't create yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. like she's not funny, but those three yeah, dudes yeah, yeah. made it's always yeah, yeah, sunny yeah. in Philadelphia, and then yeah. cast Caitlin Olson, who's so funny. Yeah. But those three dudes made that show. Is all I'm saying, and I fucking think it's so cool. So so, so you know, obviously SNL calls. You're not gonna not <laughs> you're not gonna not take that call. Oh, absolutely not. It's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what I I'm we'll we'll go over this really quickly because I'm sure that you've told this story a million times. But what is what's what's the process like? At what point do you know that you're actually like in the radar? Um, I mean, it's just kind of out of nowhere, really. Mm. I'm like I did Montreal Comedy Festival and they were there, and then they just had like. I think 15 people auditioned in Los Angeles yeah. like a week later and I was one of the dudes that they were like, hey, well, this guy was funny up there. Come, let's see him here. And it went great. And then uh, the next day, they're like, come to New York um, to audition again. And you do. And then right after that audition, they were like, stay. They mm-hmm. sent like, sent, probably had like 20 people come to New York and then sent probably like 10 of them home and kept 10 to like hang out. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm staying. And then... Um, and then they, then you go back to you go back home. I was back in L.A. and uh, I got just got a call like, "Hey, um, we're not sure what you're going to do on the show. At the least, you'll be a writer. Hmm. Come, come write for the show." Um, and then I got there and I wrote for three weeks as a writer. At the before the show happens, you write all the commercial parodies. Yeah. It's kind of like spring training. Yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, Right before the first episode, they just put me in. Put me in the show. That's crazy. The At this point, you're like, "Oh, well, this is it. I guess. I guess all of my hard work is paid off. I, you know, I'm now on the show after yeah. three weeks." Yeah. Well, I mean, I was fucking over the moon yeah. right there. That was fun. Yeah. I really liked writing yeah. at that show, and then being in the show really took a lot of the fun out. Oh, of interesting. It. Because yeah. you know, if you're just writing, it's not as much pressure. At yeah. All. It's like. Almost, I mean, there's pressure. pressure You want to get your stuff on, but if you go two weeks without getting anything on, Mm -hmm. you know, America's not like. I bet that dude's not funny. (laughs) You know, it's just Mm kind of you get to kind of chill out a little bit more. But it's still incredibly hard. But I'm just saying, I it's fun. It was fun to write. I love writing. I Mm. fucking love writing. And so that was really fun. And then once you know, I was putting the cast. It took. Some of the fun out of it. It is because I mean, you know, obviously you're you're a performer. You got to where you are by standing on stage and telling jokes, and now yeah. you're standing on stage and telling jokes again. But it wasn't the, the, the actual the actual act of of acting these things out and standing in front of a camera was not. No, when you got to do that, it was awesome. Mm. Being in front of the camera was so fun, but it was just the amount of time I wasn't in front of the camera. Oh, you know, it's just this high stress job of yeah. people being like. You know, the internet, man. I like reading about comedy and everybody just writes about that show. And, you know, I like reading comedy websites and every website I was reading was like, you know, this person was in the show for 11 seconds. And it's like, oh, come on. I'm read like, you know, like it just made it less fun to have that many. You know, it's like people play like games with it, you know, like uh, 
like sure. fantasy football leagues sure. with SNL. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Like, it's, it's maybe on you a little bit for, you know, for, 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 for reading those comments. No, I, I like fucking smashed my computer in the second yeah. week. Like I was like, I'm not going to look at that. Yeah. I'm not going to look at this anymore. But it's still, you know, it's pressure. You don't want to get fired. I end sure. up getting fired and you're just worried all the time. Yeah. It's just a lot of pressure. Did, did it feel did it feel cutthroat at any point from the inside or was that all external forces? That it's not cutthroat, you know. Nobody doesn't want anybody to succeed. Yeah. Everybody at that shows fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know you want to get shit on, but never like fuck that person. Yeah. You know, you're just like I need my stuff on, but you're never mad at other people getting stuff on. The cast got along great. I mean, everybody's in it together. It, it's interesting though, like, and this is, I think, just sort of a truism of, of life. But you know, you, you 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 adjust your expectations as things happen. I mean, once you get once you get the writing gig, once you get on this show, that I assume is something that you've wanted to be on your entire life. Um, sure, you know, you're, you're you, you sort of you're, you're building what your future. Yeah, I couldn't looks I couldn't like have there. fathomed not yeah. succeeding. Like when I got yeah. put in the cast, I left being like, looks like there's a new Will Ferrell in town, <laughs> which is not true. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah. Were you a little just, cocky? Were you a little cocky going into it? No, <laughs> no, I wasn't cocky at all. Like, <laughs> if you look at the faces of the people on those walls, yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't belong here. Yeah, but I thought I would figure it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't fathom not at least you know doing all right on that mm-hmm. show. I wasn't cocky, but like in my mind, I was like, I can. I'll be able to figure this out. Yeah, I guess what it is, but I guess I guess your idea of success automatically shifts once you've once you've attained a certain a certain level, right? Yeah, if you told me like, hey, you'll be on the show and you you know you'll be grumpy about not being honored enough, like a year yeah. a year before it yeah, happened, exactly. I would have yeah, been yeah, like, yeah. no fucking way, I'll yeah. be so happy to be there. It's just like you know, um, it's all perspective. Yeah, you know, like I should. I'm I'm honestly I'm really happy that I got to be on the show and it put me to where I am now. To where in the next script I write, people will take more serious. You know, I'm not just an engineer coming in on his fucking lunch break. I'm like, yeah. a dude from SNL yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in with an idea. So you're, I mean, you're glad time frame wise that it happened while it did. I mean, you know, obviously there would have been some benefits to being a stand up a little bit longer or sort of building building that before you got on the show. No, no, stand up. I mean, I was, I liked where I was stand up wise. Okay, I love where I am yeah. stand up wise. <laughs> I should, you know, I think. I rolled into that show with no characters and no sketches Mm, mm -hmm. where other guys roll into that show with fucking 10 years at the groundlings where they have 50 characters and a hundred sketches. I mean, you hear, you hear that forever, ever, you know, every time you hear somebody uh, auditioning, there's always sort of the, 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 the standups and, and the, you know, the actors slash comedians, but it, it, there has to have been a shift over the past 10 years ever since, you know, UCB really blew up in the way that it did ever since improv blew up in the way that it did that now everybody is doing some degree of character work out there. It seems like, yeah, I mean, I had a couple of characters, but they were terrible. I think right, let's hear them. I don't know. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to talk about SNL a ton That's just because I don't, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be the dude who just talks about yeah, yeah, SNL yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Especially just, a sure. guy with only one year there, you know, like yeah, yeah. if you've been there, you know, five years, you're like, bro, you don't know shit. You were only there a year. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I cite, I don't want to harp on, harp on it. But uh, um, one of the one of the characters was uh, it's a guy who's bad at air basketball. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, he'd, I was like really cocky. And then 
went to like you know shoot a basket mm-hmm. like you know how you just do like swish nothing but net but yeah. I, he kept missing the yeah. shot yeah. Be like damn it and then he, I was just like really bad at pantomiming sports no he would like make the great shot <laughs> and then like watch it not go in <laughs> uh, what else did I do I did a mayor I did a mayor who had um, an announcement and I wrapped my hand in a, in a towel and then claimed fireworks were illegal now <laughs> Uh, what else did? I, and then I kept screaming. It has nothing to do with this, and pointing <laughs> at my hand. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, I did a shy bodybuilder, which mm. is a bodybuilder who's really shy, ashamed of his body. No, no, he would just flex <laughs> yeah. and then be so embarrassed. Which actually, that made it to dress rehearsal with the sketch called "Little Buff Boys." That was like my favorite sketch. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it got covered time. Uh, so okay, so. You know, you, you you find this out, and you went you went public with the fact that you weren't on the show anymore almost immediately. Right? Hell yeah! I mean, that's what I feel like I'm good at comedically is um, self awareness and commenting on what's happening. Yeah, that's what I do on stage. Yeah. I just comment on my life and what's yeah. happening. To ignore that would be against the style yeah. of comedy I f- I'm good at. You know, make fun of myself, mm-hmm. make fun of the fact that you know, yeah, fired from a show. It's funny. It's a comedy show. I didn't. Nobody died. Yeah, this is a dumb. It's just a show. It's this thing that a lot of famous, well-respected people have been fired from in the past too. Yeah, it's also just a thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, but I made so many great friends and and had you know a really great time yeah. when it was working, and you know it's like a total honor to even be able to make that joke. But you didn't. I mean, you didn't. You didn't. You seemed to go into stand-up so quickly, but you didn't have any sort of working backup plan or anything did you i mean you again like you assume that this is what you're going to be doing for a few years you've moved across the country you've moved into this apartment you assume that that's just going to be your life or were you thinking about doing stand-up again no i never stopped doing stand-up oh, never, okay when the show was happening yeah. stand-up is what kept me sane oh interesting yeah I, I i mean i've ever since i've been in new york i've done you know seven shows a week mm. including when snl's happening yeah. you know i mean show week i would do shows Sunday, Monday, um, Wednesday if I need it to, and Thursday, Friday. Because you could, you still can. You know, it's New York; they're everywhere. And yeah. when you're in the cast, you can you're given a lot of leeway of yeah. of dropping in because you're busy. Sure. You know, and you're on TV. Yeah, so you're just given <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I, I have I have the next hour free. Could I get up? Yeah. And people are very accommodating. Um, and I love stand up because like I wasn't getting a lot on SNL. So, you know, I was having like a, a crisis of like, am I funny? Am mm-hmm. I, am I not funny? Mm-hmm. And then I would go do stand up yeah. and be like, no, I am fun. Like it was just, it was a big, uh, as my own way of reminding myself I wasn't the the worst comedian in the world. It was just to go get that validation, I guess, which is, you know, what comedians kind of need. Are you, so I, you know, I, 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 I mean, I've heard, I've heard your, I've heard your record. I've, I've not seen, seen you live, but I mean, how would you, um, how would you, characterize your your approach to stand up i mean especially when you're doing it like at that frequency when you're doing it like six seven days a week i assume that you're not telling the same jokes over and over again no especially here in new york and la mm. uh i'm always working on new stuff yeah when i'm in new york and la because these are all like free shows mm-hmm. there um it's probably a lot of the same people coming no no no, no. i would just get bored yeah if i was doing the same material yeah. so uh yeah, just work on just work on stuff and be super loose. I mean, I go through lulls when I don't write, 
when I'm not writing anything, and then then I don't have fun on stage because I'm like, oh god, I got to tell these jokes. Mm-hmm. That I feel like once you get a joke to where it's good and you're done messing with mm-hmm. it, I kind of shelf it hmm. until like I record the album. Yeah. Then I pull all the stuff that I liked off that it was polished and put that on an album. But like, I don't get a ton of joy. Out of, you know, murdering with a bit I've done 500 mm. times because I'm bored. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, in, in New York and Los Angeles, I go up just pretty goofy. Just, like, with, like, vague ideas. I just go up, like, and I, like, I went up on Monday night. And I was like, I should talk about how into guinea pigs I used to be. Is that right? Yeah. What? What? Uh, I, I, I'm speaking as somebody who actually has a pet rabbit right now, so I feel like I can relate to you on some level. Yeah, I mean, I just... The weird little animals. I was obsessed with guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. So I just go up and I started talking about guinea pigs, you know, yeah. how into guinea pigs. And then I, you know, got, started talking about how I, I forgot I used to have the guinea pig Olympics with my guinea pig where I would time it doing mm-hmm. shit, but fucking guinea pigs don't move. Yeah. So it, unless they're terrified. Yes. I mean, you would just if you walked into my house, you would just see like a weird nine year old yeah. pushing a guinea pig upstairs, like being like, oh, my God, this, you're flying today. Like I just fucking around yeah. with this guinea pig alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I do. You just go up with ideas. I mean, at the very least, because, again, like, you know, we went through we went through those those uh, those three scripts and, and obviously they're from your life to varying degrees but at at the very least you've gotten this like crazy year year and a half out of your life where you moved to New York City to be on a TV show I mean as far as like as far as comedy fodder goes it sounds like you've got a lot to work off of yeah but that's what sucks about New York is you it's such a, you're in such a bubble I've, yeah. ri- I've like 20 minutes on New York City yeah. that when you leave New York City people don't give a shit yeah. about that yeah so, I mean, you got to go see what the, how the rest of the country is living. Sure. You can't just uh, stay in New York. And I just write about the experiences I go through in life. It's so much New York shit right now that I, re- I need to leave for my act because otherwise I'm just going to be... Yeah, but you're dude. going to L.A. I mean, that's, don't you, you kind of run into the same problems on, on that coast, right? No, I don't stay in L.A. when I'm okay. in L.A. I yeah. travel. Yeah. In New York, I stay in New York. But in L.A., I have a car, mm. and I go to San Francisco and to Joshua Tree yeah. and to Mexico. Yeah. It's, it's easier to leave L.A. than New York. But as far as, like, as far as like having sort of a broad, you know, relatively universal experience, I mean, you're, again, you're from, you're from the Midwest. I mean, that's as, yeah. that's as good as it gets, right? I, yeah, Iowa from City. Iowa. Yeah. Well, I'm from like a town an hour and a half from there yeah. called Manchester, Yeah, which is so tiny. Um, that's what a lot of the album's about. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, being lonely as a little yeah. kid in Iowa and like, you know, fucking creating little weird games and shit. Yeah. yeah you, you, you know, you, you seem to have a really good grasp on actually being able to sort of like pinpoint where you got interested in these, these specific things. I mean, I know, I assume that it's a, a joke to some degree, but you tell a story on, on the album about your, uh, I think your dad killing a possum with a hammer and how that was sort of the the beginning of your of your comedy career. Yeah, I mean, I saw him kill it with a sledgehammer and it, <laughs> it like I really, you know, I didn't think at the time like as a 5-year-old yeah. like I need to do stand-up comedy, but yeah. that's definitely that's the environment that creates someone who needs to go do stand-up comedy. Just in terms of like you're either going to do that or therapy. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean 
you can't just internalize yeah. that sort of environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you could go Dexter with the information. You know, you just bottle it up <laughs> sure. and kill bad people. Sure. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess it's just I, – I, I think it's just kind of the nature of comedians to be self-analytical like that. I mean, because, you know, in a lot of ways – I mean, obviously, you've got to be extroverted to some degree if you're going to get on a stage and, and talk to people. But, right. But, God, they internalize shit so much, so much more than a lot of other people. I don't. I mean, I don't. You know, somebody asked me the other day. They're like, because I used to be a biomedical engineer, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were like, "So why are comedians sadder than biomedical engineers?" And I was <laughs> like, "I don't think they are. I think everybody's the same amount of sad. You just don't hear biomedical engineers on stage talking sure. about it. There's yeah. some bummed out biomedical engineers. Yeah. They're just not the dudes that are on that tell you about it every day." Yeah, I think <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a kind of a depressing thing to say, but I think it's just um, smart people tend to be more depressed. You know, people who people I would, who have, I mean, have the occasion to think about that. Yeah, I mean, I just said I was always jealous. You know, of uh, I grew up wrestling, mm. and wrestling was so important to me, and I was was always jealous of dumb kids yeah. because they wouldn't put it. I just felt like they didn't understand how important this match was. Mm. And so I'd get in my head and I would go out and I'd be so in my head as opposed to, you know, just being in the moment. I'd fucking lose and yeah. be like the state tournament. I just fucking get too, too much anxiety and I'd lose. And then I was like, man, I wish I was a little dumber to where I didn't care about this. But I just care about shit. How, did did uh, I mean, did stand-up teach you to... To be in the moment. I mean, is that was that was that a side effect of that? I think just growing up. I think mm. just like getting away, going and living in California. I mean, you say you say that like it's like a given, but you know, I know I know plenty of grown up people, and I, I certainly have my moments of this who who still have that same anxiety and who still have trouble being in the moment. I mean, that's that's what Buddhism's about. That's why right. so many people, you know, practice meditation is because they can't get in the moment on, on their own. Yeah. No, I mean, it really, that's why like Los Angeles and California, you can, I escape and mm. I go camping, uh, yeah. with a friend or my girlfriend or by myself. And mm. that's when I like truly can just like reflect and be happy. Like, I mean, People are like, oh, that stinks. You got fired from that comedy job. And I'm like, yeah. my job is to be a comedian still. Yeah. I'm so lucky. I'm like, I get to go to Europe and fucking tell jokes. Yeah. I'm the luckiest guy ever. Like, and like leaving New York and getting away from, you know, the comedy world is like a real great way to reflect and be like, dude, shit's great. Hmm. Like, look what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> it's fine. I'm a 28 year old yeah. who has a pretend life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but it is definitely a newer thing that I think took leaving Iowa and seeing the rest of the world and realizing like, yeah, shit's fine, man. Did, did you, you know, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the way, the way you describe it and certainly on, on paper, it looks like you, you bounced back immediately, but you, you must've, you must've taken a few moments to, Real from, from oh what for it sure just like you know any job you get yeah. fired from at first you're like fuck yeah. that job and then you look back and you're like yeah I was kind of a shitty employee you know yeah. like maybe I wasn't perfect I wasn't perfect for that show I was yeah. trying to write a lot of sketches where it was me commenting on the show itself yeah. yeah you know like backstage pieces and stuff where I was hang- trying to hang out with the bands that mm-hmm. they didn't want to hang out with me shit like that and that's not what the show does you know they are, it's a sketch show they yeah. have 
standalone sketches. It's not what it's not yeah. what it does. So I mean, I look back at that. At first, you're like mad, and then I look back. I was like, no, nah, dude, they had every right to yeah. to say we're moving on. So I'm not upset with them at all, and it's kind of it's kind of cool. I got to do it. Yeah. So, so you're so you're um, but I mean you know you're so now you're in sort of in the process of finding some outlet that fits that sensibility a, a little bit better. Or or have you or have you learned? Have you you know do you feel like you've learned to? Uh, Learn to kind of work within the system a little bit more. Learn to, I guess, give a little bit more in terms of what the broader sensibility of the show is. No, I mean, I'm just going to go be my own boss. I just yeah. want to go create my own show. Yeah. And then that's the goal. Yeah. To where the sensibility is whatever I decide. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, and you're, you're lucky in that. I have, are, you're at a point now, I, I assume, where, you know, once you move to L.A., you can just live as... A stand-up for a while right i mean i'm living as a stand-up forever mm-hmm. like i that's that's what's great about stand-up yeah i could tour 52 weeks out of the year and people will come out because yeah. of saturday night live and you just have to be funny and then if you're funny they'll come back when you do it again so i mean that's what's great about fucking stand-up is nobody takes stand-up away mm. so i got a gig as a stand-up comedian for the rest of my life as long as i continue to write and grow you know, if you become stale, yeah. your fans will leave. But as long as you don't give up on on creating and like growing with what's happening, I think you're good. But it does. I mean, does it does it concern you the idea of you know at least at first kind of being billed as the guy who was on SNL? I mean, you know, obviously you you have this existing stand up career you've been doing for a while, but right. not everybody. Not everybody knows that about you, and probably the vast majority of people who know your name know through the show. Yeah, I mean that's why I put out this fucking comedy yeah. album. Yeah, that's that the point fast, of the it album. Seems like, right? I mean, it, it came out. It came out this year. Came out Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, and and you started. Did you, did you start on working on it after SNL? Dude, I've been doing stand up like most nights for eight years. Yeah, no, but I mean, in terms of actually like like sitting down and deciding that you're going to make this this specific record. I mean, that's just like going on the road and doing an hour, you know, yeah. every night for six months. But it wasn't, but it wasn't a sense of like, all right, I've got, I need to put something into the world now. I need, I need this. No, it was just the end of a tour. Okay. Uh, and I was like, I love these jokes, but yeah. I'm tired of them. I want to yeah. put them out into the world. That's, that's interesting. So that's kind of your way of, of retiring bits in a sense. That's a hundred percent what it was. Yeah. I'm done with those jokes, which I'm like excited about. Like I get to, you know, go write new stuff, which is super fun to me. And, and you know, are, are you, you know, I guess, you know, once are, 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 do you, do you feel like new, do you feel like, like the show is going to serve as, as fodder for your stand up at all or, or do you really just want to kind of move beyond oh that? no I yeah I don't talk about the show one yeah. bit anymore I talk about it a little bit on the album because you know that's where I was yeah. when I recorded it just like rejected bits but yeah no move on man yeah I, I would, it would be terrible to be you know I feel like you get I feel like you get a little bit a, a little bit of that you get a little bit of a leeway in terms of like talking about that again because like no I'm done man yeah. move on yeah move on yeah, yeah. done no way it's interesting though, because you know, again, like we're talking about, like all of all of this comedy coming from your life, but this is one thing where you're like, that's that's just I'm kind of wiping the slate clean. Of that. No, but I have, I've got uh, 17 minutes on the album about mm-hmm. SNL. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's you know pretty good for you know nine months of my life. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, I think I I think I got it all out. You know, what am I going to do? Complain? <laughs> like, ah, oh, I can't believe I wasn't used more. Like, yeah. people are not. Gonna yeah, no, I'm just it. saying. Like, I'm I'm I guess I'm I'm, I'm speaking about it a, a little more abstractly. Like, again, you know, I think you're thinking of it in terms of like, you know, um, New York City being New York City and and the show being the show. But I'm I'm saying there are certain. Um, universal things that you've you've experienced they they happen to have happened to you on this sort of broad level on the show that people know but this idea right. of moving somewhere to work for something and, yeah, and I mean, not working out yeah, i mean i talk about i have so much material in new york i guess yeah. that's what i wrote more about being in new york than being on snl yeah. i also don't really like when so like not that i'm a celebrity at all but like when celebrities go on stage and just talk about being a celebrity, sure. like you won't believe what Bruce Willis said to me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't give a shit what he said to you. Yeah. Like, so I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to go on stage. You'd be like, so this is how the show works. And yeah. then just talk about the show. That's sort of the, um, that, that's like the, like sort of the second, the second album syndrome that bands go through. Like once they get to the point when they're writing about being a rock star on the road and it's literally something nobody in the world can. Right. Yeah. To. There's no, I mean, I didn't have any, jo- I don't have, a lot of material about being a biomedical engineer because it's unrelatable. Yeah. You know, and also it's not that funny. It, really? No, it's not. I mean, there's gotta be, there's, there's not, there's nothing funny about being a biomedical engineer. No, I mean, I talk a lot. I talk on the album. I have a bit about, you know, being fired and hating your job. Well, there, see, uh, you know, universal truths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's no like, you know, you ever been biomedical engineering and then, you know, somebody's like, what's up with that quadratic yeah, equation? Yeah. And you's like, bitch, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's no. Like, you know, Lauren, Lauren calls you in his office. He's really, yeah, no, I, yeah. See, I just second it. I'd rather just, you know, what I'm talking about right now a lot, what I'm working on now is like dealing with being an idiot and this new, and you know, in this like new world that I've somehow stumbled into of like celebrity yeah. of like getting into wine. Like I like wine now, yeah. which seem like if in Iowa, if you're like, do you like wine? You're like, I'm not a millionaire, you know, like that sort of shit. Like realizing these uh, ideas I had growing up are wrong. Did you, did you, did you go with that? Like, you know, you, you know, obviously you were in LA for a while and then you, and then you move out here and you find yourself like, you know, being in these in these situations where these people with these people where you're like, I guess I gotta act civilized. Did you go through that period? Absolutely, where you're like, I had to clean wear a, myself up. I'd wear a tuxedo and do like a red carpet, like, mm-hmm. and I just I like don't know how to do that stuff. Yeah. I'm very awkward. Yeah. Um, unless I'm in a comedy environment. Yeah. Then I'm, then I can you know I, I'm, that's my home. But like, I'm like a walk in and like take photos what's your name like i'm just like get me out of here man yeah it's just a lot of awkward situations what what what, how did you make the transition from biomedical engineering into into comedy i mean was it it being fired no 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 i was doing stand-up i started stand-up when i was 19 Mm -hmm. but i'd already been going to college for one year yeah in uh, undergraduate biomedical Mm -hmm. engineering was what i was going to school for and so i just never i never quit yeah. So I just got the degree. Were you like, okay, well, I'm going to do one of these two incredibly different things? No. I was like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. Okay. But you don't make any fucking money for a long time but in who, stand-up. But who who falls back on biomedical engineering? Who does Nobody. that? Nobody. Like, it was just a I, – I treated that gig like – like I was going into McDonald's, you know, yeah. it was just a paycheck that I didn't care about. But again, like, you know, so many, so many things you could have, so many fields, like so many sort of, um, 
you know, relatively easy non-rocket scientist things you could have gotten Right, into. but like it's like I was just a smart kid in high yeah. school that they were like, you should do something. And I hate, and you know, um, my girlfriend was going to college at the time. She's like, I'm going to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll do that too. That's yeah. all that. That's all that went into it. That's like but the you amount had to, of thought. I mean, you know, you had to. You had to. I mean, school was a lot harder for you than it was for yeah. Another I mean, I graduated. I got. You know, I was a tutor. That's how I made money. I mean, I was great at. I'm good at science. I like science. Yeah. But I love comedy. That's what it was. Like I just was a scientist, and t- this was my gig until yeah. comedy took off. That's how I viewed it. Did you, the whole time. Did you feel like, I mean, was 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 that clear? Was that part of what led you not, to not have that job anymore? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's also why I moved to Los Angeles because I just moved out there. I was like, I feel like if I moved to Chicago, which was the logical step from Iowa, yeah. I would get an engineering job in yeah. Chicago and I would keep it because yeah. out of safety. And I was like, I just need to, I just need to get to where I need to, I need to get to the end point right yeah. now. Uh, which was Los Angeles, so that I just moved there and got an engineering when you, when you, job. Yeah, I mean, when you have when you have a backup, when you have a safety, and you know you find yourself confronted with a little bit of failure, yeah. it's really easy to fall back on that. You know, it's really easy to sort of fall back on that comfortable thing. On that, on that, that. I mean, it's a much biomedical engineering is a, in a sense a much clearer path than comedy is for most people right yeah I mean and I never I, I got fired from a job two years out there then I had uh, then I was worked at Caltech up until mm-hmm. the day I got Saturday Night Live yeah. I never quit I I literally hung up the phone and told my boss I was done working here <laughs> I, I'm gonna be working at Saturday Night Live now and he was like what <laughs> It was nuts. That, did he? He had he had no idea. No, he had some. He knew I was. He knew I was doing comedy, but I didn't yeah. talk about it. I kind of just kept quiet at my job. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a comedian or whatever." And, yeah. I, and I was like, "Hey, I need I need some time off. I got I got to go do the Montreal Comedy Festival." And I took a week off, and then I was like, "Hey, I, I need some time off. I got yeah. to go to New York for some comedy." And I didn't tell him what it was for. And then uh, and then the SNL stuff had gone so well, I quit going to my job because I yeah. thought I was gonna thought I was gonna be on the show. And I just, but I, but I wanted to keep getting paid because I was on salary. I just, so relatively early in the process, you decided that you had, you had made it already. Dude, the process is a week. It's yeah, so quick. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's real quick. Yeah, like from audition to being hired, maybe maybe you know, fourteen days from when you find out they even know who your name yeah. is. Um, but I just quit going to work because I also had this thing going on with MTV that was looking that I, they were like mm. wanted me to come do this show. And so it's not like I was banking on SNL. I was like, if SNL doesn't happen, this MTV show happens. Yeah. Then, um, then uh, I didn't think I got SNL because mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I thought that I think they'd call by now. And then the MTV show I found out wasn't shooting till like the next year. Mm. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I just went back into work yeah. after being gone for two weeks, getting paid. Yeah. And I just like didn't say anything and sat at my desk. Yeah. And my boss was like, "Where have you been?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then like an hour later, I got the SNL call and was like, "I do quit now." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, never. I mean, again, like you know, granted, you uh, got this amount of success relatively early on, but and and no point it, did did it occur to you that like, okay, maybe this. Maybe biomedical engineering is just what I'm going to have to do with my life. Never. Never. Not for one second was I ever considered myself a biomedical engineer. Yeah. I did it for four years yeah. at high levels. 
Yeah. It's the world's number one heart valve manufacturing company. And then at Caltech, working yeah. in interocular lenses. Like, yeah. But the whole time I was like, I'm a comedian. How do you, t- like, how do you tell yourself? How do, how do you not sort of fall into the trap of like, especially living in a place like L.A., how do you not fall into the trap of like everybody who's a waitress or, or waiter here? You know, every, every barista here has these dreams. I mean, obviously it's the same in New York City. Like, how do you not? I feel like in stand-up, I feel like in comedy you control it. It's up mm. to you. If you're good and unique enough, it's going to work out. Yeah. And you just don't give up and you keep growing. Yeah. Unlike acting where you got to catch a break. Sure. But stand-up yeah. wise, I mean, if I didn't get SNL, I would have been on that MTV dumb thing. Yeah, but I you know, you get success, but you know, it, you know, I, I you know, it's it's success in 10 years or is it success in 20 years? It's exactly like it comes what it eventually. Is. No, for sure, but I was just like just I would never give up. Yeah. And I would never consider myself an engineer. Um, I was always just like I will this will work out. So where 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 are you at now in terms of you know you're 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 uh, you're moving out to LA um, you're going to be pitching stuff you're going to be doing sort of stand up as as your main main gig but are are you sort of at the point um, you know are you kind of willing to 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 dabble in things and to just to sort of like try things out I mean obviously like you've got an amazing resource in the form of of the internet in the form of all these places that are doing comedy or are you really just trying to sort of focus on one or two big things i mean i don't know i focus on stand-up comedy yeah and then everything else is cool well you're focusing on stand-up and and stand-up is your main gig but again in a sense you're out there for these shows you're out there to to do this to do this big project i gotta have something to do during the day i mean everything you need a day job if you're just doing stand-up yeah i I would drink i would drink till i died this is too boring yeah stand-up is just a night gig yeah and I write from stage, so I'm not going to sit down and write for eight hours about stand up. So, I mean, I'll do stand up, and then I'm, you know, I'm working on it. Right, I'm writing a movie mm-hmm. with this guy, Mike Burns, and then writing a different television show, uh, and then you know, working on some dumb sketch show with my yeah. friend Barry Rothbard. Just you know, staying busy. It's not. I don't. I don't think success is like any one thing happening. Sure. It's like forty small things on top of each but, other. But it's funny though. You're still like you're like oh yeah that's oh yeah I'm writing a screenplay. That's what I do during the day. Like that's that's yeah. how I kill time between stand. I'm a stand up comedian. Yeah, and, and uh, that's what I am. That's what I love. Yeah, everything else is cool. It's just added on. It's just a bonus. But you are. I mean, that is you know getting getting a show is that 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 is that is a goal. That is that Ab- would become your yeah, that would I become mean, your career if you get that show. Yeah, I get the show, but I'm never going to stop doing stand up. Yeah. I'm always going to want to go do stand up because uh, it's just like I love it so much. But you know, there's nothing wrong with also writing a cool dark show. Sure. On top of that, no, absolutely not. And and you know, and 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 again, like that would be a cool thing to have be what people know you for but you're you you would be totally happy if like if god forbid if if you, you were just a, a i don't want to say just a stand up if i if i stayed where i am right now yeah. forever not not in this room but yeah but i'm just saying like you know success wise yeah. it's fucking awesome okay i i get to live yeah yeah i get to do what i want to do and have a life yeah. where you know it allows me and my girlfriend to go on camping trips to Alaska, yeah, and go tell jokes while I'm in Alaska. Like just wherever I go, I'll tell jokes, and then it's it's a I've lucked out. I'm super you're, you're, lucky, and you're lucky. You're lucky from the standpoint, and this is a pretty, you know, my experience with creative people. It's a pretty rare combination of like. Be, both being happy and ambitious. Yeah, I don't need to be rich, man. I don't need yeah. money. 
at all. Like I'm not into it. I but think you're it's not, lame. Like, but you're not. You're not happy. Like and, and not, you know, it's not like it, it's not. It's not making you not ambitious. It's not making you stagnant. You're still. You're still striving for other things, and that's the rare right. combination. I mean, success makes me happy. You know. Yeah. Not money. Yeah. Just being respected is the ultimate thing I want. I yeah. just want comedians to respect my comedy. Yeah. You know, I want if I'm not around people to be like, "Did you see? Did you hear Brooks's album? It's fucking yeah. great." That's all I want. Um, and then you know, if that also leads to me being able to buy a used Subaru Outback uh-huh. and drive it around California, yeah. fucking dope. Who was the first? Who was the first person who who came up to you? Who? Who did that for you? Who, who, you know, who made what do you, you mean? realize? Like in terms of, um, you, you know, you said you want to be kind of, I guess, you know, well respected amongst your peers. I mean, like, that's all anybody should want. Yeah, but but who, like, you know, what, what was what was? Can you remember the first time that happened? When I remember this guy, this dude who who who's really great in the alternative Los Angeles comedy scene named Paul Danke. He's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. He has an album out. It's great. He asked me to come. I'd lived in LA like a year. Yeah. I'd just been hanging out, doing open mics. And he asked me to come do this show called The Comedy Garage. It's just like a super respected, you know, all LA comedy yeah. show. Uh, and that meant so much, you know, that they were like, this is new dude from Iowa. And we like what he's doing. Yeah. Let's let him on our show. And that was, you know, just so nice to have a guy you look up to be like, yeah. come do my show. Like when you didn't ask to do it. It's funny. Were, were you the were you the guy from Iowa when you first started doing it? Was it just sort of like, hey, this is new guy from the Midwest? I don't think it happens like that. I think yeah. you know. I think it's like this guy's been hanging around for about two years now. I don't yeah. know where he's from. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's not quick. It's not overnight. Did you have you know in the same way that as we were talking about before, like there's a certain difficulty translating New York or LA to the rest of the country? Was it you know going from um, Going from Iowa to Los Angeles was was that a hard transition to make in terms of like actually doing relatable comedy? No, I think it gave me a great perspective, man. Yeah, just to be able to look at Los Angeles from a from like a dude from the rest okay. of the country and be like, this city's stupid. Yeah. because of this. So in a sense, you were actually doing bits about Los Angeles, but I was doing bits, bits about, about LA move- from an outsider. Yeah, I was doing bits about you know, yeah, um, being in LA from Iowa. You know, yeah. Like yeah. I was just doing bits about get, getting breaking up with a girl I'd been dating yeah. for seven years. The really, I mean, the really good ones. Like to get back again to that the, the the possum sketch, but like the really, I mean, you you really you've hit on something when you're telling a story that like, I, you know, my dad never killed a possum with a hammer I'm right. from the suburban Bay Area, but like when when you can get a crowd full of people in New York, when you can get a crowd full of people who probably haven't had that experience. Laughing about that experience on some level—that's yeah. that's a successful joke. I mean, they can imagine something shocking, traumatic, yeah. And when they're little, yeah. and they're like, yeah. "I shouldn't be watching yeah. this." Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, making yourself. For me, it's like making yourself the butt, the 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 you know, mm. the butt of the joke. Never being cooler than somebody else in the story. You're yeah. always the idiot. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I don't. I mean, I just like stand-up comedy. That's I like stories. I love. Yeah, that's this type of stand-up I love. Was, was was so so was like being being so in front of this, um, you know, announcing your own your own termination from the show was that was part of kind of making yourself the butt of the joke. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, what am I going to let? It, what, they would put out like a statement being like, yeah. "We've parted ways," you know. I'm like, yeah. no way, man! I'm a comedian. I'm going to make fun of this. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So kind of just being like, no way, this is going to be funny for me. I'm going to use this to be funny. 
So let's 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 talk about the next week for you. So so um, we're we're about wrapping up here. You're going to go do a comedy show tonight. We're sitting in a room full of you know boxes. seven boxes right now. Most of your stuff has already been shipped to Los Angeles. What is what is the next week? What does the next month look like for you? Um, so I got two shows tonight mm-hmm. at the Stand and then at UCB. Mm-hmm. Uh, then tomorrow I'm open up for John Oliver for two shows at the Beacon Theater. Pretty good. Those are my last shows. I go on the road with him a lot. He's the best. Uh, then uh, Saturday, I fly to San Francisco because my girlfriend, uh, she had like a family thing mm. that she had to go home for. So she's going to pick me up and then we're going to drive Sunday to move into our new apartment in L.A. I have shows Sunday night. I'm going to turn the cable on mm-hmm. Monday, do shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I fly back to be on Seth Meyers mm-hmm. to promote the album. Yeah. Friday, I go to Iowa to do the University yeah. of Iowa. Saturday, I do a show in Davenport for day trotter sessions, mm-hmm. which is yeah, a yeah, cool yeah. music yeah, thing. Of course. And then Sunday, back to L.A. And the show's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday there. It's just shows every night. Is the key is the key to is the key to being happy in the face of um, uh, adversity just to keep really fucking busy? Yeah, I mean nothing is more motivating than failure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean it goes it goes two ways. You know, like you either you either dig yourself deeper or you. No way, man! If you tell yeah. me I suck, I want to show yeah. you the opposite. That's just yeah. how I kind of am. It's like failure is by far the most motivating thing. I never, yeah. I can't quit something. Yeah. You know, I never even quit engineering until yeah. I got <laughs> SNL. And I like I, the idea of you like one day just like okay. I've done all these movies. Back to buy. You know, you show up, you show up back at the office after. Back at, dude, I was. I mean, <laughs> they were starting to catch on. I feel yeah, like yeah. I could make it two years at a job before they're like, "What do you really do here?" Yeah. I didn't do a lot. You couldn't. Have, you couldn't have gotten away with like if you were at McDonald's. You couldn't have gotten away with that. They would have. They would have caught on a lot faster. You know what? And I, I'm. You know, I'm being. I'm making fun of myself. Yeah. In all honesty, when I left, I got a call from them, and they were like, "We can't believe how much you actually did here." Like, I would show up and do a lot <laughs> yeah. of work, um, but it—it's not like engineering. Biomedical engineering is, you know, pretty boring. It's a lot of paperwork. Sure, this is because we're working on um, implantable things, implantable devices. Yeah. So the FDA is is pretty in your face about. About you know making sure you're not putting a heart valve in that hasn't been tested. Sure. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna close on this and I'm gonna do a really sort of taboo thing, but I want you to if you can if you have one, what is your best biomedical engineering joke? Is there? I don't have one. There isn't a good one. I literally have nothing yeah. about it. Were they? Did you work with anybody funny there? I mean, listen to the album. I have a, I have a whole I have a, like a track called biomedical engineering yeah. stuff, which is about fucking with people at yeah. work and not. Like having a job you don't care about, yeah, but yeah. it has nothing to do with necessarily being an engineer. It's just about having a job you hate. The, 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 the funny irony about the whole thing is, is like, you know, like you, you get to the point. I've gotten to this point where I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm, ri- I'm like writing for a living and that's great and all. But like, you know, I'm not out there saving lives. There's all these people saving lives. And in a sense, you kind of were in your day job, you know. Yeah, but it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Like we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna like enhance humanity. Is- yeah. It is boring. You yeah. know, it's fun getting drunk with your pals and telling stories. Yeah. You get you make people feel better, and it's and it's right in front of you all. The time. I don't give a shit about making people feel better. No, but you you know you're in a room full full of people who are fucking laughing. I forget about that, man. <laughs> I literally just like hanging out with my friends and yeah. telling story, telling yeah. jokes on stage. Uh, and then if people laugh, you know, if people have a good time, I'm like, I'd have been doing this if you guys weren't here. Like that's great. Yeah, I forget sometimes.
You don't. So you don't care if it's a Beacon Theater or like three people in the audience. I kind of have more fun with three people yeah. in the audience, more laid back. Yeah. Beacon Theater. I feel like that's why John Oliver is so great. He approaches the Beacon Theater laid back. Mm. I love laid back comedy. Yeah. I've never seen anything where he looked remotely stressed out. He's awesome. Just laid back. Yeah. That's what I like. I like when you're. I like when you, any comedian who's ever fully had a meltdown on stage. I like that guy because mm-hmm. that's just a dude who goes up with who who he yeah. is. I fucking had meltdowns. On yeah, it. yeah. I just like you're not happy the next morning you did it, but then a month later you're like, yeah. no, nah, it's being real real up there. You yeah. know, like when I got fired from SNL, I went over to UCB and was like, I got to go on right now. As this is like 20 minutes after I got fired, I just went up and talked about it for 10 minutes. Yeah, was it funny? Um, I mean, it was like real raw. Yeah, it was like real tense. You know, we're, so people were just sort of like, I mean, to figure out whether they should oh, laugh. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. It was like you know, but um, like the nicest, like uh, you know, um, Nathan Fielder was there, who I love oh, his yeah, show, yeah. and like I'd never met him, and after I got off, he's like, that was that was real. Real like cool to see, you yeah. know. Like that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, that was the nicest compliment I ever got from like yeah. this person whose comedy I respect more right. than anything. To being like that was neat. That was I glad I saw that. Not was, not I didn't go up like bitching, but I just yeah. went up and was like I got to talk yeah. about this. Yeah, the opposite of being laid back in a sense, but 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 being raw. Yeah, yeah. Like going on stage not with a rigid set. I yeah. like that. Unless you're recording an album, then sure. fucking lay it out. <laughs> Do the hits. Yeah. There you go, that's Brooks Whelan. Uh, I will fess up to the fact that I was a little bit surprised uh, when I got to his apartment. I knew he was moving. Um, you know, over the summer he had left Siren Live, and I knew that as so many of our fine, young, promising comedians have, uh, he was moving to Los Angeles to pursue comedy and other, other entertainment op- options out there. Uh, but I guess I, I, I still wasn't expecting to go to his apartment side and just have it be entirely in boxes. His, his, all, of his, all of his worldly possessions were, were in boxes at that point, so he just grabbed a couple beers and said, let's look on the floor and talk to um, thought it turned out really well, though. You know, it, it's, always, it's always fascinating to speak to somebody at a very, very clear turning point in their life. Uh, he was um, about to go to, uh, I think he had one final stand-up gig immediately after that uh, uh, after that conversation, so we took, a, we took an Uber uptown uh, to that. Uh, he has a new album out. It's called This Is Cool, Right? You can buy that wherever uh, fine, fine comedy albums are sold, so check that out. Great guy. Um, super, so positive. So positive. Man, I, you know, I think we can all, I think we can all learn a lesson from, uh, from, from books we learned. He's, uh, you know, hit, he's, uh, he's, he's hit the ground running, so uh, he'll, he'll, if you're in California, you should go check him out. Uh, check out his comedy record, and I'm sure we'll be seeing him on television again in the not too distant future uh thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that uh thanks to you guys as always for for downloading listening to the show if you liked what you heard you can send us an email it's rylcast at gmail.com follow us on tumblr that's rylcast.tumblr.com that is the first and best place to find all the irl ri i oh my god 104 episodes into the show and i still I can't remember what our acronym is. All of the great R-I-Y-L related information you can find it over there. If uh, Also, if you like the show up up to, and perhaps including the point where I forgot the name of the show, uh, please uh, rate us over on iTunes. You can also check out many other fine Boing Boing podcasts over there through the Boing Boing Podcast Network. Um, I think it's it. I'm all out. Oh, Facebook is also a place where you can like things that we make and do. Uh, also, greatly appreciate it there as well. Um, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm official. Oh, thanks to Brian. No, God. Oh. 
Thanks to Brian, as always, for editing the show together. Okay, now for real, I'm out. I will catch you next week, just about this time, for another episode of R.I.Y.L.